Jose with the Bay Bite Podcast here on episode number two. Hope you guys like our new intro song and my daughter wanted to hop on here as well. So she'll be <laughs> introing. So before I get into this week's episode, I want to give thanks to everybody that has shown amazing support and nothing but positive feedback. I really appreciate all the comments, all the DMs you guys you know, you don't know how much that means to me. So on this week's episode, we're going to be having our first guest. We're going to be having Pack with Outcaster Spoons. He's going to give us the download on trout season this year. He's going to be telling about setups, about spoon selection, about gear he likes to run, and some crazy fishing stories. Oh my God, what did I catch? A seal, a shark, what did I catch? Uh, we're in that transitional season where we're going out of stocking catfish to trying to get into stocking trout. So no plants this episode. We'll also be giving some salt water reports as well. So guys, let's get into our first interview. Yo, hello Jose. Hey Pac, how are you? Good, good man. Uh, well, uh, you know, first of all, I want to thank you for uh, being the, the first guest on the podcast. <laughs> hey, man. Thanks, brother, man. Uh, thanks, Bay by Podcast, for getting me on this shiny new bo- podcast over here. Yes, sir. All right, Pac. Uh, well, tell us uh, a little about a little bit about yourself. Uh, where are you from and what got you into fishing? Yeah, currently live over here in San Jose, California. Been raised over here. Actually born in Salinas and raised in San Jose. And they just pretty much started fishing back in, I think it was like 2013. My buddy, uh, Fernando, he was an old co-worker of mine. We got me into fishing a while ago, actually. We started actually started uh, crabbing over at Pacifica Pier. <laughs> That's where I started fishing. That was a long time ago. Um, did that for a little bit. Ended up finding my way with some co-workers of mine again and started uh, talking about trout fishing. Mind you, I never even trout fish before let alone mm-hmm. have any equipment for it you know so i they just goes and says you know hey just buy a buy some rods buy some reels buy some tackle line and go from there i'm like okay so i bought like a you know medium light rod 20 pound test braid stuff i didn't really need but i bought everything you yeah know? and went out yeah, yeah. went out fishing and i think he introduced me to bait and weight at the time and that was my first introduction to trout fishing was bait and weight. And I just remember right off the bat, he uh, he casted out my line and told me, um, yeah, pretty much just sit and wait now. I'm like, 
<laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. What all do right, I do in the meantime, you know? Twiddling my <laughs> thumbs, you know? But, yeah, that's how it all started. Uh, COVID eventually ended up hitting, and there was like a big old freeze. Nobody did anything. Mm-hmm. We got stuck. I wasn't working. I'm like stuck at home. What do I do? <laughs> Twiddling my thumbs again. I'm like, okay, what do I do? And then come to find out, fishing came about again because I ended up finding out that, you know, the the county actually want us to be out and mm-hmm. enjoying life a little bit more. So they uh, they opened up the parks. And what did they do at the parks? They were fishing. So I started going back to fishing and started, you know, hashing up on stuff again, getting a few more items. And sure enough, like Bass Pro, if I can remember right, there was like no rods, you know, yeah. in COVID. It was like literally, I mean, literally everything was gone. It looked like it got ransacked, you know. Uh, COVID hit, and I didn't. I wasn't working at the time, so... COVID hit, and then next, you know, I ended up fishing with um, a group of guys, pretty much my close friends, and eventually we, we fished so much because we weren't working at the time, we ended up calling our, our group called the Outcasters, so hence the name mm-hmm. Outcaster. So that's pretty much how it all started. Uh, pretty much that's how I started fishing. Nice, nice. You You remember cool. your first trout? Yeah, it was a it was actually a lightning trout over at Quarry Lakes. Oh man, those are cool. Those are real yeah, cool. Yeah, you know, it's like and then there was like a big hiatus on on lightning. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> what can you do? That's cool, man. That's cool. And um, so what started making you um starting using more uh, lures instead of just the uh, the bait and weight? Uh, you know what. The bait and weight, I felt, I, I guess it was the timing of everything. I mean, I was working, so it was like, uh, you know, I wanted to do something that was active. I wanted yeah, something that's yeah. a little bit more proactive. I wanted something to bite me opposed to just waiting and looking at a line to actually bite. So, you know, that's what it was for me, and that was the deal breaker. I just didn't like sitting around, sitting down and looking at my phone and it just didn't work for me. I wanted to mm-hmm. be proactive and feel the bite opposed to just watching it. So, yeah. Nice, nice. Um, do you remember your uh, your biggest fish with lures? Biggest fish with lures is actually a snagged fish, unfortunately. But I actually got him on, on a spoon. It was a biggest fish was going to be uh, at least weighed, that I actually weighed, it was a, a 20, I think just a little over 26 pounds. It was a carp, snagged carp. Oh, okay. Caudal wow. thing, nice. yeah. And that thing <laughs> took me about like 20 minutes. So, I mean, it was snagged, but the fight was unreal. I was actually using an ultralight rod from Ray called Golden Feather. It was a seven-foot one, one-piece rod. And he was using a, at the time, I was actually using a three-pound uh, prototype braid from Ray Fishing as well. So it was really mm-hmm. freaking cool. It was just snag, but, you know, it was a catch and release, obviously. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. That must yeah. have been a good fight. Oh, definitely. I mean, I mean, that's what we all want. It's just a big old fight, you know? And it gets to release <laughs> it, too. So that was the nice thing about everything, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, give it, give it a chance for somebody else to, to have a great fight. Oh yeah, definitely, man. That's what it ultimately comes down to. So, well, do you um, do any uh, saltwater fishing? I do uh, saltwater fishing. I like it's 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 funny you said it because I've actually started experimenting more with the 
uh, saltwater tackle. But you know, again, mm-hmm. it, I mean, ultimately, it's it, what you what I like doing about saltwater is the fact that you can actually just go out and catch whatever, and you don't know what you're gonna get. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, and that's the beauty of the saltwater. You catch everything and anything, and you catch small, catch big, but ultimately you just don't know what you're getting. It's like it's like a box of chocolates, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not like that. I like a reservoir that's stocked or something like that. You know, there's trout cafes and bass. You know, you yeah, out there, you might get a striper, you might get this, you might get that. Definitely, definitely. Uh, what's your what? What do you prefer, salt or fresh? Now that you're getting into salt. Uh, you know, I actually like both because it really depends on the seasons of what's available and what's not. I mean, if you notice, a lot of the anglers, they'll, they will go based upon the seasons, you know, what, what Mm -hmm. season is it right now? Like right now, it's prime, uh, season for trout season. So that's going to be coming around the corner in the next couple of weeks now. Now everybody's going to be looking for where the stock's going to take place. Where is that truck drop going to be, you know? Unfortunately for us over here in the in the local Bay Area, you know, we have stocked lakes. It's not like, you know, where you go to the Sierras where they have, you know, a lot of their... Walk up their, and down the river, yep. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, you know, that's all we got, unfortunately. So, and we work with what we have, you know, and we pay to play, so to speak, oh, you yeah. know, so... That's what it comes down to me. So salt water, you can do it anytime you want, um, you know, depending on whether you're kayaking, going on a charter, on a boat, or just basically on the coast, you know, it's pretty much open. So it really depends on the season, and you kind of just go with it from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, trout, trout season's coming up. I'm excited for that. I love taking the kids because it's, it's a little easier to get them on some fish. Um, Definitely. You know, getting on trout, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the little, the bluegills, uh, mm-hmm. crappie, <laughs> you know, and everything else. Oh, yeah, even bluegills fishing, man. I took the kids the other day, and uh, you just, you know, drop a worm, no weight, and you're just looking at them, you know, bite at it. They'll take it, and yeah. they'll just spit it right out. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. <laughs> but it's the experience, and... and and that's what fishing is all about. It's the experience. And then if you catch the big ones, then it makes the experience mm-hmm. more memorable, especially exactly. if you've got family around or friends, and now you can enjoy it. And that's, that's what fishing is all about. And that's what people forget is that it's all about yeah. the memories and, and being the able moment. to just – it's the moment, right? And just enjoying it, having fun, creating mm-hmm. memories. That's what it's all about, you know. Exactly. We went to fishing as a hobby, and a hobby is meant to enjoy not to bicker about and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> fishing was meant for just having fun and enjoying it with others, like-minded individuals, so. Exactly, definitely, definitely. So uh, you prefer using uh, spoons. Uh, I see that you have your own, own spoon line as well. How would you get into yeah. that? Tell me tell me the backstory on that. So ironically enough, I ended up doing with my buddy Fernando again, who is, um, oh, okay. if, if you guys don't know, there's a lot of, uh, when I first started making spoons, it was because I was actually using spoons prior. Uh, and we were playing with spoons, and we are just smacking fish left and right. Mm-hmm. We were literally buying it um, online and on the lakes. 
you know, and we're like, okay, this is getting way too expensive. How about we just experiment <laughs> and start making our own, you know? So yeah. my buddy Fernando ended up getting a whole bunch of blanks, and he goes, okay, let's let's experiment with it. So he gave me, uh, you know, we went halfers on, on spoons at the time. I took half. He took the other half. For him, he ended up getting a compressor. He got the air gun. He got the whole, whole mm-hmm. shebang. And the all whole I had work, was like, huh? Yeah, and all I had was nail polish. <laughs> so my first original spoons were actually made with nail polish. And, you know, and that's where it came about. We used it, had fun with it. I was like, okay, I cast it out. And after about like two or three casts, paint's gone. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? That don't yeah. work. So, you know, and then that came about. And, you know, it was pretty much just a hobby at the time. And it, and from that point on, people started recognizing us catching. They're like, oh, you know, you what is that? I go, I don't know. It's just a spoon color. And at the time, I called my spoon um, the creamsicle. Mm-hmm. And, okay. which is actually one of my original spoons that I made back when, and that's actually coming back out now again. So cream silco and avocado were were my uh, my spoons at the time that made it actually really known for uh, frenzy. And then at one point, Fernando goes and says, I'm thinking of moving. I was like, oh, damn. How am I going to oh, continue? Yeah, how am I going to continue this shit, man? You going to be moving? How am I going to live without you, buddy? <laughs> you know, so, you know, either either I continue it um, or stop it. That's the way process mm-hmm. I'm thinking. But at the same time, I was like, well, I can't call it Frenzy anymore, Frenzy Spoons, because mm-hmm. we're both of us around here. That's when I brought back to uh, Outcaster. So okay, hence okay. the name Outcaster Spoons came about. It was about that same exact time now where uh, things started blowing up for me really well known and I'm like oh uh, on the lakes started becoming well known um, mm-hmm. you know in the East Bay Lakes and then started to go out further started going in SoCal I was like oh this is kind of cool and then next thing you know I got introduced to uh, another lake which I haven't been to by my uh, by my buddy uh, Flossie the Flossie of uh, It Gets Real Okay. He's one of the, the guys who had introduced me and brought me out to McAlpine Lake for the first time and go catfishing, which eventually I ended up going on a first trot, uh, trout stock day with him. That's when I got introduced to Chase McAlpine, who's the owner of the lake, and mm-hmm. that's when he recognized the spoons. as like, what is this? How are you using it? Why are you catching so much fish? It was actually after two <laughs> sessions where... He actually goes and says, hey, you want to have your product in my in my store? I'm like, yeah, how many do you need? He's all, how many can you make? I'm like, oh, damn. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So it's that's what I'm starting. Now. <laughs> it got real, real quick. Yeah. So I actually ended up making just a little under 1,000 for them, spoons. Um, okay. And that blew up really quick. Also got noticed by, um, by Ray Fishing, which is another rod company, uh, rod and tackle company. Mm-hmm. And ironically enough, he reached out to me and goes and says, if I'd like to field test one of his rods. Uh, it was one of his new prototype rods. It was called the Argentum, which I was blessed to be able to first try out back at the time. Mind you, nice. I've already been using this product um, back in 2020 as well. He's a local okay. rod company, so I was actually using this product way back when. 
ironically enough, he actually reached out to me and said, hey, can you uh, field test this product of mine? So all these oh, little tiny cool. things from meeting up with my buddy as a hobby and then this transitional point where he said he was moving to meeting up with B. Flossie, meeting him uh, and then going to the lake and then also connecting with Ray Fishing to, you know, pretty much work together to do one thing, which is to move all of our products up. You know, it was mm-hmm. the lake, it was my spoons and the rods. So it was really cool in that sense. Um, yeah, that's basically it. So now that's pretty what cool, people man. can buy. Yeah, and the cool thing is I was able to condense a lot of the spoons that I do have and call them the Slammer Series. So I have, oh, okay, three, okay. I have 10 colorways, which have three sizes that everybody can choose from because not everybody wanted to use one size, so I basically gave the uh, anglers the opportunity to get the size that they needed. That's basically it. That's cool, man. That's cool. Grown from just a hobby and idea into actually something that's, you know, keeping you busy and, you know, actually giving you kind of benefits. That's pretty neat, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I basically did it because I also, you know, it's kind of giving where, giving credit where credit is due because, you know, the spoons I used prior, it made me smile and happy to catch fish and provide for my family. I can now do that same exact thing, you know. And, but I give credit where credit is due, you know. I have to, you know. Of course, of course. Well, humble beginnings, man, turning into something something that keeps growing. Hopefully it keeps growing more and, you know, it keeps being, having success with that. Yeah, definitely, man. And I, I, I'm glad to be a part of the whole process, man. It's beautiful. That's great. Um, where is the so? Wh- where do you like to use your spoons the most? I know you have that um, that you mentioned. Where, where's your Where's your go to? You know where my go to. Well, okay, perfect. So, uh, honestly, because all we have over here in the Bay Area is stock trout, I like to go pretty much to a lot of the East Bay lakes specifically for trout. But when you ask mm-hmm. me about using the spoons in general. I pretty much go anywhere uh, in in the Bay Area, from East Bay uh, to Santa Clara County. So you know all these places have been uh, being bit, and the fish that I'd be catching on the spoons pretty much obviously are trout. Uh, mm-hmm. I catch a multitude of bass, largemouth, smallmouth. Uh, oh, they work on bass as well. Yeah, striped bass okay. as well too. Crappie, okay, okay. bluegill. Catfish, carp, suckerfish, you name it, I got it, you know. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and, you know, on top of all that stuff, the place that I really like to go to, or it's, which is my go-to, is actually McAlpine Lake. Why? For one, is because they sell my spoons there. And two, McAlpine has given me the authority to be his, uh, his, which is my field test site, my official field test site for my spoons over there. So... Mm. Yeah, if you see me over there at the lakes, man, you you have the opportunity to actually even get the prototypes that are not even out yet as well. You know, so it's oh, really nice. cool. Yeah, and then also, I they also have ray fishing gear and tackle in there as well too. So, good friend of mine, ray fishing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And and say, um, you know, somebody completely new getting into trout fishing now that it's coming. Um, what do you recommend? What setup? What you know? Do they because I know I've done it myself where I start getting into some type of fishery 
and I'll go to Bass Pro Shop. I'll fill up a cart with I don't even know what I need. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, definitely. It's still stored, you know. So what do you what do you recommend to these guys that are getting you know just into trout fishing or just into fishing in general? What type of setup would they would they need? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would be a, a nice contact to contact with. If you see me around on the lakes, I'll definitely give all the input with regards to what to use and whatnot. But, I mean, if you, at the very least, I mean, you go to your shops and just get whatever you'd like that fits your budget and and go from there. But, honestly, you really want to be able to get something that's hands-on and get mm-hmm. to feel uh, what you're going to purchase, you know. Because let's face it, you know, in these times now, everything's expensive, you know. And, oh, that's right. You know, it's like, I mean, you, literally you see be, people buying like $800 setups. You know, and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. and that's just a setup. So it's like, you know, get your hands on something and feel uh, what you can be getting into. And you look at price points, you know, and you look at two different products and you compare it yourself, you know. That's what it ultimately comes down to. Mm-hmm. Um, array Fishing Line has a, a good um, array of products that any customer with any price point would benefit from. So, yeah, go check them out as well. Where where is that located? Rayfishing.com, located at R-A-Y-F-I-S-H-I-N-G.com. You know, or you can get them in, at the local stores over here um, uh, in the local Bay Area. So, yeah, they're around. Okay. And for and for trout, you're recommending what, uh, uh, ultralight? Ultralight, ultralight, definitely rod? for sure. Okay. Ultralight what type rod. What's on the, on the line? Uh, you want anywhere from, I mean, to be comfortable, you want anywhere from two pound to six pound test. Yeah, anything okay. more, it's just too much. And, you know, you want a, a rod that's going to be able to uh, uh, use a, you want to be able to use a rod that's going to utilize its bend, and what they call mm-hmm. the, the parabolic bend or arch, you know. You want a rod that's going to be able to take a lot of the weight off of the, off the fit so that way you don't break your rod, you know. Then to complement that, you get a nice uh, line. You know, a lot of people use monofilament or fluorocarbon lines. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it really depends on what you want to use, but I recommend myself, I use braid actually. I'm sorry. Braid. And okay. then I will use a, a fluorocarbon line more for, I mean, you look at the different kinds of lines, say like monofilament and uh, fluorocarbon, Monofilament's cheaper. Uh, the only thing is it doesn't drop down. It actually stays afloat for a little bit. Opposed to fluorocarbon, way more extent, expensive, and it actually drops down in the water column. And I preferably like to use um, fluorocarbon, but, you know, again, fluorocarbon's cheaper. So really depends on what the angler can uh, afford at that particular time. But monofilament's a perfect... Uh, line to use as well okay and um well what 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 spoon setup do you, do you recommend and where can we where can we get those okay so the right now what is available right now is my slammer series and that consists of 10 colorways um and three different sizes you can get them over in um, a few shops right now up north starting over in elkhorn Bait and Tackle in Rio Vista, and you come down over here in San Jose, you have Fishery Supply and Coyote Bait and Tackle San Jose, 
And also down south over in, uh, what is that? Nick Alpine Lake in San Juan Bautista. If you want to go and get them online, you can check them out at rayfishing.com and also Bait Finesse Empire. Okay. Okay, all right. Um, let's see here. So if you had one setup for the rest of your fishing career, what would that be? Ooh. And it's uh, only, you can only have one or two spoons. Ooh. Okay, one setup and one spoon, and that was it. So okay. so break it down to me from your rod to your to your reel, if you can, to your to your uh, line, down to your spoon. Oh, man. Okay, okay. <laughs> you put me on the spot here, buddy. Yeah. But all right, so um, my my perfect setup then would be, oh, man, I have to think about this one. But for me personally, okay, so the, the perfect setup for me would be a 7-foot-1 ultralight uh, rod from Ray Fishing. It's the Golden Feather. Perfect rod for me. I'll be pairing that up with uh, Ray Fishing Braid 3-pound tests on, um, with a maybe like a 3-pound three pound, three pound mono or fluorocarbon leader. Uh, and spoon of choice, oof. I would recommend, or in my case, if I had just had one spoon, that was that was it. It was one spoon choice. One or two. Oh my goodness! <laughs> All right, so that would be Palomino, uh, two and a half gram, uh, and then also, oh my God, you put me on the spot. Ooh, um, ooh, that would have to be. Uh, Damn it, damn it. Uh I would I would say creamsicle. Creamsicle. To the OG. Yeah, yeah OG. Right. Stick with the creamsicle, man. <laughs> that sounds right, that's right. <laughs> so <laughs> put you on the spot that one, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, man. That's cool, that's cool. You got it though, you covered from that one. Real nice. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. <laughs> all right, well, we all we all wanna know. Tell us that story, man, the one that got away, the one you lost, that rookie mistake, you know, that that one that's going to be in the back of your head for the rest of, oh. you know, time. Oh, man. Okay. This is one day where I was asking everybody, hey, let's go fish. And everybody's like, man, I got to go work, man. Leave me alone. Or I'm sleeping, you know. So I was like, okay, I guess I got to do a solo mission. So I mm-hmm. ended up going over to, uh, over to uh, down south over in, in Santa Cruz. Yeah, a lot of people don't know, but I actually started in uh, the, a lot of the, not surfing sh- fishing, but actually cliff fishing in in Santa mm. Cruz. So I ended up finding myself by myself on a cliff 30 feet up, I guess, if I can remember right, 30 feet up. And then at the time, I was messing around with uh, vertical jigs, or in this case, just slow pitch jigging uh, metals, you know. So I had just got there, put my, my setup together. It was actually... a, a I don't remember this. Oh, it was actually the the uh, Eris from QI Fishing paired up on 30-pound braid. And I think I was using – actually, yeah, I was using a um, uh, a Fuego 4,000 reel. All I okay. remember is I threw it – I just basically threw this, uh, this metal jig out in the water as far as I could. And next thing I locked on, I was like – had this little peel of drag. I was like, man, this is a – 
big drag. You know, like, okay, cool. Reel it up, and sure enough, it was a damn lingcod, 30 feet up. Oh, man. And so I'm like, okay, how am I going to land this thing? You know, <laughs> <laughs> we're in high tide right now, and sure enough, it popped off on me. I was like, great. And it took my line, to, or it took my, my lure. And at that time, I didn't throw a leader, so redid my whole setup again, put on a leader, 30-pound test, threw out another vertical jig out, and then let it, uh, let it drop down. I, I don't remember how long it took down. I actually just looked at my watch real quick to see what time it was, and sure enough, took again. Whoa. And this thing just zipped out. And just, zzz, zzz, zzz. I was like, what the hell is this? What the hell did I catch? So did I catch a freaking whale? What the f- You know, I'm like, I'm like, okay, at this point, my heart's beating. Now. I'm like, oh, my God, what did I catch? A seal, a shark, what did I catch? Um, after about the seventh or eighth run, it actually started to slow down. And mm-hmm. as I started to reel closer and closer, my heart's beating like crazy. It's a halibut. And it was oh, by far the biggest halibut I've ever caught. Actually, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I never caught it yet, right? Uh, you only catch it if you land it. So yeah, that's I'm right. <laughs> it out. I'm like, I'm like reeling this sucker in, and it's getting closer and closer. And this thing is a freaking large doormat. It was not even funny. I'm like, oh my god, nobody's around. How am I gonna? How's anybody gonna believe this? So I pulled out my phone, started recording it, and sure enough, <laughs> it's on YouTube right now. <laughs> anybody wants to see that? But the thing was freaking huge. It's 30 feet up. And fortunately, I was able to get it um, on the second part of the cliff. It was about like 10 feet down. But mind you, I'm 30 feet up. I had to crawl back down. I was able to land it on the rock. Uh, But this rock was probably about, I don't know, 10 feet down. So it's closer. Mm -hmm. I was able to land the, the fish. It was high tide, obviously. Landed on the on the on the rock, but the only thing was the rocks were so wet with green algae on it. I was like, no way in hell is gonna go down there by myself yeah. on green rocks by myself. Mind you, I don't know how to swim either, so I was like, I ain't gonna eh, no. What I do, I try to muscle it in. I try to fucking pull this thing up, and sure enough, the it. thing popped. Oh my god! The line popped. Holy and, moly! Yeah, that was it, man. So I didn't land it, but I do have it on video. If everybody wants to check it out, it's all on YouTube. So. Hey, that's good enough. <laughs> oh, if man. It, it ain't true if you don't have proof, right? <laughs> exactly, man. It's one of those stories of like, you, you lying, you lying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Well, it gave you a story, that's for sure. It might not give oh. you the, the chance to hold it, but that's a story you're going to hold on to for a while. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. That's cool, man. Well, um, before we before we get through here, where where can we find you? Where can we, you know, look you up? Go ahead and let us know where to where to get in contact with you. Definitely, if you if you're gonna be here in, in uh, the local waters, I'll be over here in the East Bay Lakes a lot. You see me definitely see me over at McAlpine Lake. If you want to know more about the stocks in McAlpine Lake, you reach me through a. a at McAlpine Lake, I actually eventually even see me at the lakes. You can also contact me through my own uh, links through Instagram, through YouTube, through TikTok, uh, Threads. What else is there? Uh, Newsbreak. 
you can also even catch me or um, catch me online over at rayfishing.com as well too. So, yeah, catch me anywhere. But more importantly, if you want to get a hold of me, you know, just go through my my um, Instagram. That's the most active page that I go on. Uh, yeah, just reach out to me. And if you're a you know a store that wants to have my product uh, in your store as well too, reach out. Hit me on the DM, man. Sounds good. And that's uh, Instagram. That's Outcaster with a K underscore, correct? That's, that's correct. Yes, sir. All righty. Well, Pac-Man, I appreciate you being on the being on the show. Uh, first episode, first guest. So it's a real honor to have you on here, man. Thank you for all the info. And uh, yes, yeah, sir. appreciate you. And then we'll see you out in the water, man. Definitely, brother, man. Again, man, glad to be up on the show. First guest, man. Hey, if you guys ain't following the Bay Bite podcast, you need to be following. Don't be sleeping over <laughs> here, man. Get on him. Get on him, man. He'll get you all on the info, man. Heck yeah. Appreciate you, man. All right, buddy. Appreciate Take you, care. Brother. You too, brother. So that was packed with Outcaster Spoons. That guy is full of knowledge, man. Really, really cool guy. Can you imagine having the biggest halibut and you can't? get it <laughs> i mean you're looking at this thing and you can't land it it's insane hey you know it happens to a lot of people well we're honored to have him as our first guest and like i said this is a community podcast people like him people like you is what's gonna make this thing grow if you have a story similar or even crazier dm me hit me up Let's get you on here. We have a lot of great, great guests that are going to come on in the future. We got Raul from Bank Beaters, Ben from Stripe Bass Society, and we're going to try to get connected as with many bait shops as possible. We got Junior from the Berkeley Marina Bait and Tackle who has agreed to give fish reports. And, you know, he's out there every day. He's talking to whole lot of anglers so he's going to give some good info uh we got the president of the grizzly fly fishers so whoever's into fly fishing they're going to give a whole bunch of info a whole bunch of how to's and where's um so that's going to be pretty cool so this thing is going to keep continuing to grow i'm connecting with people every single day we're going to try to get as many guests on here as possible uh, we're setting up the home studio so we can record these conversations in person, give you guys better audio quality as well. So a lot of great things to come for the podcast. Thanks to everyone listening and helping out, contributing, and giving as much positive feedback as possible. Remember to tag us, to hashtag the Bay Bite podcast on your guys' catches. And keep reposting us like you have. So I appreciate all the help from everyone. And we're going to keep growing this thing and get you guys as much info as possible. Make sure you guys follow us and stay tuned for future episodes. So thanks everyone for listening, staying tuned, and for the support. All right, guys. Take care. Mm-hmm.